discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Then give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Let's pray and then we'll start. Father, thank you for your blessings. We are grateful. We are thankful for the power of your word, for the power of your spirit. Thank you for inspiration from your, your spirit, Lord. Great understanding that comes through your spirit as we hear your word. Thank you that... Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word and receive your word with meekness, with gladness, with joy. Thank you that we are increasing on every sphere of our lives. Amen in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Michael is here. Yeah. It's a blessing to have you here. Yes, hallelujah. On Wednesday, I shared on repentance, isn't it? Seven signs of true repentance. Yes, sometimes you don't know uh, how to repent. Do you see? You don't know what repentance includes. Yes, so it's important you understand what repentance is for you to be able to repent properly. Hallelujah. Yes, you can have worldly sorrow about uh, what is happening. You, you just cry for two minutes. But then when the opportunity comes for you to do the wrong thing again, you will jump at it very quickly. Yes, so you need to change your mind properly about the wrong that you, you got into, the error you committed, so that you can live the way God wants you to live. So it's an important message. You can get it and listen to it if you didn't get it. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to continue sharing with you on the work of a shepherd. Okay, but this time around, I'm sharing on leadership and guidance. Leadership and guidance. This is another key role of a shepherd in a sheep's life. Hallelujah. We are the sheep of God's pasture, isn't it? And you need to be shepherded. We need to be helped. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, isn't it? Yes. Because the Lord is your shepherd, he says, I will not want. It's important that you are you are exposed to shepherding. You allow yourself to be shepherded. You allow yourself to be helped. The reason why a lot of Christians are not um, getting to the level that God wants them to get to is because they don't have any shepherd in their lives. Jesus is called the great shepherd. Jesus is called the chief shepherd. Jesus is called the what? The good shepherd. He's a shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's a cheap shepherd. He's a great shepherd. Do you see? So shepherding is very, it's too important. Without that, you can't arrive. 
at the place, the destiny God has for you. Every ship needs guidance, leadership. I went to Kumas just a few days ago, and we're driving. As we're driving, we got to a point, and we saw a ship that was dead in the middle of the road. A car had it, and it had died. When I saw I said, this ship did not have a shepherd. You see, this ship was lacking leadership. There was no leadership in his life. A ship by nature can never arrive at any place without leadership. You are the sheep of God's pasture. Even Jesus said it. Jesus, Jesus himself said, look at John chapter 10 from verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep here is... What sheep is he? Is he talking about sheep in Israel or sheep in Galilee? That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about his, his house, his church. He says, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. That's the primary thing that he does. Leadeth them out. Do you see? If a sheep decides, or a cattle decides that, a cow decides that it's going to move from this place to Accra Central on its own, will it be able to get to Accra Central? Will it be able to get there? It will end up in a chopba. It will end up in a soup in a chopba. It will end up as Chichinga somewhere. It will end up something will happen. You can't, you just can't arrive. By nature, sheep cannot guide themselves. By nature, sheep cannot lead themselves. It's not possible. So for you to accomplish your destiny, for you to arrive at the destination God wants for you, you need to be guided. You better, you better accept it. You need to be guided. You are not as smart as you think. You may have gone to the highest level. You are still not as smart as you think. You need leadership. You need guidance. He says that he puts his and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. It's a main feature of what a shepherd does for sheep. He leadeth them. Without leadership, it's, it's finished. So if you see sheep that have leadership, they can walk. Listen, Fulanese can travel with cow, cows from Burkina Faso to Afran Plains. From Mali to Afran Plains. They are all over in Afran Plains and they are fighting over there. It's not a small thing. Over grass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, with guidance, with leadership, sheep can go anywhere. A sheep's face must be on the bottom of another sheep. And the other sheep's face will have to be on the bottom of the other sheep. Like that. And have a shepherd in front of them. For them to be able to arrive at their destiny. Their destination. That is how it is. So if you are a child of God and there's no leadership in your life. Nobody's leading you. Nobody is guiding you. You don't have a shepherd who is leading you and guiding you. You are in trouble. You will not be able to arrive at your destiny. You may not like what I'm saying, but that's the truth. It is very, very important. Christianity is nothing without what I'm telling you. It's nothing. You just come in here and go. That's all. You're, we must know your name. You can be you can be here, nobody knows your name. You've been here for six months, nobody knows your name. No, it's not supposed to be like that. We have to know, someone has to know your name. You, you must have a shepherd over you who knows your name. 
and can lead you out. Guide you to where you're supposed to get to. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. I've used this scripture in almost all our teachings, okay? He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are young. He will gently lead those that are young. It's, it's part of the shepherding work, to lead. To lead. Okay? Isaiah 49, verse 8, all the way to verse 12. Isaiah 49, from verse 8. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I'll preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish their to cause to inherit, inherit the desolate heritages, that thou mayest say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves, they shall feed in the ways. It says those who are in darkness, those who are in bondage, those who are not Christians will be brought out. Of captivity now as soon as he brings them out of captivity the next thing he does is that they are supposed to be fed so they shall feed in the ways and their pastures shall be in all that's why i taught on feeding if you remember that's the primary thing after you're born again the next thing you need is to be fed a baby who is born and is not feeding is going to die yes yesterday i had a, a frantic call from a mother i was in the meeting she texted me several times that she needs to talk right now and when i called the call was about a baby who was not feeding right. You see, because if the baby is not feeding right, the baby is going to die. Yes. Major emergency call. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. That thou may say to the prisoners, go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pasture shall be in all high places. Next verse. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that has mercy on them shall lead them. He shall what? He shall lead them even by the springs of water. Shall he guide them. This is the springs of water is both the word and the spirit. So you can't, you can't even, you have to be led in the spirit. What we say the realm of the spirit? Okay. When we say the realm of the spirit. It is different from the spiritual realm. The realm of the spirit is different from the spiritual realm. Understand what I'm trying to say? They are not the same. When we say spiritual realm, we are talking about a very large, everything that happens in the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm has different aspects to it. The devil has, is also in the spiritual realm. The devil is a spirit. Have you ever met the devil? Do you meet the devil yesterday? The devil is a spirit. God is a spirit. The devil is also a spirit. That is why when you go to places like Enzima or Volta region or certain places in Cape Coast, hmm, you will see someone cutting himself with a knife. Sharp knife. It's not, it's not cutting. Someone can put a whole cutlass in his stomach. Someone can cut his stomach, remove the and dry it for about six and come back and come and put it back and close the stomach and everything. Is, have you seen some before? It's all over, I tell you. Now, how are they doing the things they are doing? They are doing it because they are functioning in the spiritual realm. They are spirits that they are working with. Are you in the church? When you get born again, you are taken from the, the, the spiritual realm of darkness into the realm of the Holy Ghost. So when we say the realm of the spirit, we are talking about the realm of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is also a realm in the, realm, in the spiritual realm. 
and that's where we are as children of God. And you need that, you need to be guided in that place that you have been because you can easily exit into the uh, 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 spiritual realm and start engaging certain demons that you are not supposed to engage. Oh yes, before you realize, your mind is going off. You say you are reading the Bible, but then now you are mad. Yeah, there are people who have read the Bible in a certain way and are now mad. No, so. Oh yes, <laughs> they are now they, they are off. Why? They've been engaging certain spirits they are not supposed to engage. So you need to be guided. You need to be led. You need to be thought what to read, at what time, and how to read it, and how to study it. You are not. You have not read f- first five book of Moses. Now you want to read sixth and seventh book, book of Moses. You want to read the book of Barnabas and book of Nicodemus. Hey, Maccabees, brother. Revelation is lying down for you. You've not read. Wow. So the guidance and leadership. Oh, it's important too. Or else you you go off sharp. Before you realize you have believed something you're not supposed to believe. Oh yeah. Sheep by nature cannot arrive at their destination without a shepherd. It's not possible. Are you God's sheep? We are the sheep of his pasture, isn't it? Psalm 100 verse 3. Look at Psalm 100 verse 3. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Are you God's people? If you are, if you are, if you are a child of God, you are the sheep of his pasture. And if you, are, if you agree that you are the sheep of his pasture, you should agree that sheep cannot arrive on their destination by themselves. They need guidance. They need leadership. I, I've, I've been led. And I'm still, be, I'm still being led. There are people who are guiding me. Yes. Guiding me and leading me in my development as a Christian and hence my development as a human being. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have, I have guides. I have leaders. People who are pastoring me and shepherding me. Reverend George is one of them. Yes. Bishop Doug is one of them. Oh, yes. Pastor Chris is one of them. Bishop Oedipo is one of them. Kenneth Hagen is one of them. T.L. Osborne is one of them. These are the books I read. These are the, I read their books. I listen to them. I watch them. Apart from that, if I have the opportunity to meet them, I meet them. Talk to them. For guidance. For because you can't arrive at where you're supposed to get to. On your own. You make so many mistakes. So many mistakes. Before I realize, you are in a chobba. You are in a soup in a chobba. Hallelujah. Go back to Isaiah chapter 49. We're in verse 10. Let's read 11 and 12. Then we'll continue. I have so many nice things to share with you today. It says, and I'll make all my mountains away. And my highway shall be exalted. Because I'm leading them, I'll make all mountains away. And all highways shall be exalted. Next verse. Behold, these shall come from far. Because they are being led, they can come from far. Lo, these from the north and from the west. And these on the land of Shinim. Of Sinim. Because they have been led, they can come from far, far places, and arrive where they are supposed to arrive. So it is so important. Your destiny cannot be realized without being shepherded. You cannot arrive. Hallelujah. More scriptures. First Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5 from verse 1. The elders which are among you are exalted. 
who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Then he says, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. This is leadership, taking the oversight thereof. Someone needs to take oversight over your life. <laughs> this thing is very, it's very difficult for people to accept it. Very, very difficult. You need someone who will tell you, don't go. Don't go. Stay. Don't marry this girl. <laughs> don't marry this boy. You need, you need somebody who will tell you that. If you don't have that, you're in trouble. I mean, we're just having a discussion about what I'm, what I'm saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all the problems sheep have, almost all the problems the children of God have, is because they are not listening to something that they are supposed to listen to. Oh, yeah. Someone must take oversight over your life. Oversight. On every aspect of your life. Oversight. Your academics, there's an oversight over it. <laughs> your, your job, there's an oversight over it. Is it? That is why you need to submit yourself. This is in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Look at Hebrews 13, 17. Take oversight. Oversight. I'm, I, I don't just move. I don't just move. You see, this radio ministry that we have started, God told me it should be at a certain time. Okay? It's not yet time for it. But this one came early. And when this one came early, we talk to some people. I was not happy with those who were working on it because they had prevented me from talking to the people I'm supposed to talk to. Do you understand? Yes. Everything I'm doing is guidance. Someone is guiding me, leading me, giving me permission. I'm not a small boy. I'm old. I'm, I've been married for 10 years. So I'm not a small boy. But I need guidance even in my marriage. Guidance in my life. You, you say you are what? You have gray hair in your armpit, so what? <laughs> you are what? Hmm. You are living life on your own. This boy is proposing to you. Dangerous guy. Two days ago, I was talking to a certain lady. The guy she's trying to get involved. It's a dangerous guy. She, she herself said it. She herself said it. That, oh, at first he was into a lot of ladies. And he was telling me about a lot of the things he was his, his escapades. I said, So why are you now in love with him? Why are you now in love? With him? I don't understand why you are now in love with him. You, you are not seeing your future right. I don't know if you are seeing it. Yes. He says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Someone must have the rule over you. Someone must have what? The rule over you. Are, are you God's sheep? You must have someone having a rulership over your life. He's ruling in your life. He's ruling like King Kong in your life. This one, when we say it, then people become like, oh, what? I, I, I own my life. You want to control me? Take your life. Take your life. Arrive at your destiny. Try arriving. Try it. Try it. Yes. Try. Who wants to control who? I'm not interested in controlling you. Why would I, why would I control your life? What do I gain? What do I gain? What do I stand to gain? Me now, I'm not, I'm not my life is... Eh? Someone is helping me go. Why should I come and add you to my problems? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? 
Yes. I also need help. Yeah. So someone is helping me as I help you. That is how it works. You want to travel abroad? The one who's ruling you says, relax. Why? A lot of ladies go off when it comes to marriage. When it's time to marry. When a woman in love, I tell you, it's a very difficult, very, very difficult situation. Yes. It is a wonder. Yes. It is a wonder. That's not the institution. It's very serious. Yes. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Hey. Submit what? Yourselves. Communicate. Open up. Because you need to be led. You need to be helped. We'll come back to the scripture. Go back to First Peter chapter 5. We should what? Take oversight. Take oversight. Take oversight. Allow yourself for someone to take oversight over your life. Let someone's words, not just anybody, I'm talking about your pastors, your shepherds. Do you see? If you agree that you are God's, you have to, account, you have to come to that particular realization that, Charlie, I can't do it on my own. I need guidance. I need to be helped. Sometimes your dressing is not even good. Your dressing is not good. You don't bath much. All those things. I mean, oh yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are not bathing well. <laughs> guidance. Say guidance. <laughs> Psalm 23 verse 1. Look at Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall what? Then, the way to not letting you want as a sheep through the ministry of a shepherd is in the next verses. The next one says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Listen, someone should be able to make you do some things. Your shepherd should be able to make you do something. If you're a shepherd, you should be able to make your sheep do things. The first thing you should make your sheep do is to lie down in green pastures. What is green pastures? The word of God. The word of God. Do you see? That's the first thing that you are led in. You must be led into the word of God. A shepherd must lead the sheep strongly in the word of God. You will meditate. You will do the podcast listening. You will listen to the podcast. You will, you will fast. Yes, you will pray. At 5 a.m. you are up. I'm at Abba. Listen, if you don't allow yourself to be led along those lines, you will never become spiritual. It's true. It's true. You will never become spiritual. It's true. It's true. Yes. People have led me into various things, into wild fastings, into sowing some seeds I didn't plan to sow. <laughs> yes, I didn't have plans of sowing that seed. Yes, but I'm so, I'm, I've sowed it. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Green pastures. We must make, if we can't make you do anything, then it means that you are not, you are not a sheep. If we cannot make you do anything, your life is yours. You choose when you study the word. You choose, you can go, because if you leave sheep to themselves, eh, they can go for years. They will eat rubber. Have you seen sheep who are eating rubber before? They will eat cement papers. We leave them to themselves. They'll eat rubber, cement papers. They'll eat all kinds of things. You'll be shocked. It is a major problem with farming. Sheep eating rubber. 
eating the wrong things because you are listening to something you're not supposed to be listening to. You are listening to someone on the internet who is talking about how Moses was black and that the black man is what has rulership of his. You see, nonsense. It's not, it doesn't. Or you, we are the original people. How does that make any difference? <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like foolish things, you are off. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You must be made to lie down in green pastures. Made to lie down in the word of God. Understanding the word of God. I should be able to give you a book to read. And insult you if you don't read it. <laughs> it's one I said, I just said, I, I just said insult you. are like, hey, what kind of church is this that, that you are coming to? So, yes, that is, why, that is why you are where you are. Yes, all foolish Galatians. Paul called the Galatians, all foolish Galatians, because he was trying to train them and they said, wait, wait, not my name. Have you started in the spirit? Now you're ending up in the flesh. He was blasting them. We should be able to blast you if nobody can blast you. Me, I can be blasted. Recently, I was blasted by one of my shepherds. Yes. He said, no, 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 don't do it like that. No, 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 no. I was trying to, no. No. It's not like that. Come to my office and let me show you how it is done. I'm in the, I'm in the office. <laughs> I tell you. Yes, yes, sir, I'm there. You are old. You are not a child. You are 28. So now you are, you are 25. You are not a big girl. So nobody can shout on you in the house of God. Silver Jubilee. What a silver jubilee come on. <laughs> hey! He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Yes. Guidance, leadership. Where do they lead you in the word? First place, in the word. Help you to read it. Help you to study it. If you leave it to yourself, you know you will not read it. You will not study it. You will not do what you're supposed to do. You will not listen to anything. You will go on for many years without reading a book. They say if you want to hide anything from the black man, hide it in a book. Put it in a book. He will never read it. He will read the table of content and last page. If you put it in the middle of the book, it's finished. You must join me make that statement not true in our lives. Yes. What do you think? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Beside still waters. When the waters are not still, the sheep will not be able to feed. Will not be able to drink the water. It will carry them away. Yes. And that, that's leading you in the spirit. I, I just mentioned that. Leading you spiritually. Do you see? Uh-huh. Not picking up demons by, by the way, by the road. When you do something foolish, we rebuke you and correct you. you see, the word of God is for correction and reproof. If nobody's reproving you through the word of God, you are, you are lacking something very great. Yeah. Eh? Second Timothy 3.16. Like, don't get into the, my life is my own. Your life is not your own. There's an owner of your life. Yeah. You made Jesus the Lord of your life. Yeah. That's what you did. You said Jesus should be the Lord of your life, isn't it? Yeah. That means, the word Lord means owner. That means that Jesus is now the owner. He owns your life. And because he owns your life, he has ways of correcting you. Yeah. And ways of leading you and helping you. Yeah. What is his way? Shepherds. He puts shepherds in your life to help you become what you're supposed to become. They'll drag you to the prayer meeting. Drag you to church service. After some time, don't allow yourself to be dragged anymore. Now you come on your own. You are there on your own. 
Yes, and drag others. You help her. I said, you see, zebras, when zebras are moving, they move by guidance of the other zebra, the front zebras, but us. That's how, they, that's how they move. Your face to this one's bottom, this one's face to this one's bottom, this one's face. To, that's how they move. That's how they are guided. So other sheep must lead you, and you must also lead other sheep. That's how it is. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by interpretation, by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. It's profitable for teaching, then for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You, mu- you must be reproved through the scriptures. It has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then you correct yourself. Yeah. I'm not going the right way. Let me go the way God wants me to go. It's as simple as that. Brothers and sisters, without that, you are, we, are not, we, are, we don't have a church. We just have a crowd. We don't have a church. We have a crowd. It's not a church. If we can't mobilize ourselves and move in a certain direction, there's a problem. We are, we are monkeys in a church. We are not monkeys of God. We are sheep of God. Sheep can be led. Monkeys cannot be led. Yes. We are sheep. We are not monkeys. Monkeys have independence. You will not see a pack of monkeys together having a fellowship and moving and doing things together. It doesn't work like that. But you can, see, you can see sheep being led. Sheep can be led. Sheep can be helped. Sheep can be guided. They can be taken to where they are supposed to get to. That's it. So don't become a monkey in the house of God. Jumping. You can't sit still for more than 10 minutes. You are just jumping all the time. Moving from this chair to this chair, from this chair to this chair, from this fellowship to this fellowship. No. Some years ago, I had some church members. They are, they are now pastors now. And they were moving from fellowship. To, I told them, listen, if you don't sit down and listen to what, to what is being said, it's either you are here or you are there. That's all. It's either you are here or you are there. Stay at one place. So that you can be fed well. So that you, be, you can be guided and spread well. You are in a place where they say that speaking in tongues is not correct. I'm telling you that speaking in tongues is, is correct. What, what are you going to listen to? You are confusing yourself. You are not being led aright. It's so important. Or else we don't have a chance. Hallelujah. Leadership. Say leadership. He leaded me besides the waters. He leadeth me. Someone, you have to be led besides the waters. Spiritual, whatever, engagements. Leading you to fast, to pray. To speak in tongues for hours. There's nothing wrong with it. It's supposed to be like that. I've been guided along those lines. You also need to be guided along those lines. Without that, you can't grow. It's the truth. It's the truth. You can't grow. Yes. I've been led to fast for seven days. Dry. No, no food. No, no water. It's just water. Yes. Seven days. Yes. I can enter a room. One room. And be there for three full days. Without stepping out. I'm in that room. I do that often. Yes, I'm in a room for seven days, praying, fasting, reading, watching, listening. I'm being led. I'm being guided. That is how you become spiritual. Without that, you can't become spiritual. If nobody can lead you into those things. Listen, every single foolish thing you have done, you were led into it by somebody. Someone taught you. That is how life is. Someone taught you to become a bad girl. Someone taught you to become a bad boy. Someone taught you to become a foolish person. Someone, your, your first sexual encounter, you were led by somebody. You were led into it. Yes. Your first wish that you smoked. Someone led you to smoke it. Someone said a lot of things. He leaded me be- <laughs> to lie down in green pastures. He maketh me. He leaded me besides the waters. Next verse. He restored my soul. You see, he restored my soul. You must allow your soul to be restored. Yes, because your soul is not correct. 
by virtue of the, 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 the sin of Adam. The born again experience affects our spirits, not our minds. When we get born again, it's our spirit that is saved. Your soul needs to be saved. There's a whole program of salvation of your soul. That is what is happening now. Every church service, every meeting you have, is for your soul to be restored, for your soul to be restored even further, some more. There's something called the salvation of the soul. There's the salvation of the spirit. That happens at the day you get born again. That's the truth. Do you see? Then the salvation of the soul is also there. James chapter 1. Let's cover verse, verse uh, 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. This, this is the leader leading these people. He says, lay aside all what? filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Have you seen it? Your soul needs to be saved. Sometimes the way you are thinking about marriage is not correct. Your soul needs to be saved about it. You guide it strongly into correct thinking about marriage. Correct thinking about, about sexual life. As having casual sex is not normal. I, I don't know if you get it. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not correct. Hey! Abortion is not normal. You need restoration of your soul. Your soul is warped along. You are a Christian, but you, you are not thinking right. Every now and then when I need money, I, I do something for it. It's either I steal or I... Like that, you, there's a problem. Your soul needs to be restored. So he restored my soul. How does he restore your soul? By listening to his voice. You see, all these things, the leadership, all of those things, is by listening to the voice of the shepherd. That's in John chapter 10. Go back to John chapter 10. I'll come back to this, okay? He leaded me in the path of right. All that is part. That's all. The, those are path, the things that they lead you into. Yes. Lead you into. You must, be, you must allow yourself to be led into righteousness. Led into living a godly life. Living a life that demonstrates the character of God. That is what the whole, the whole thing is about. We are, okay, go back. We are, we are, I'm, still, I'm talking about leading you in the path of righteousness. You must be led in the path. You see, as long as you are thinking about a lot of uninteresting, un, foolish things, okay, falling in sin and climbing up and falling in sin and climbing up, you've not started. Because everything is about the righteousness of God. Okay, so he says, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake, he led me in the path of right. What's the path of righteousness? In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all them that believe. Not uh, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, isn't it? Then he says, for therein, for in the, in the gospel, for therein, for in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. In the gospel, in the, in the word of God that we preach, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, is something called the righteousness of God. And it is revealed to you. The more you hear the word, the more the righteousness of God is, is revealed to you. Now, what is the righteousness of God? The righteousness of God is God's inability to be wrong. It's, God's in, it's, God. it's, the, it's God's virtues and perfections. And that's what you are called on to. Look at First Peter 2, 5. But you are chosen generation. Let's read the Amplified. So it's, it's more... It's just straightforward, okay? He leaded me in the path of right. You must be led into it strongly. Strongly. To demonstrate God. But you are a chosen race. See, I'm a chosen race. A royal priesthood. A dedicated nation. God's own purchased special people. So that you may set forth the wonderful deeds. This is the reason why you are born again. You are born again not to live for yourself. You are born again so that you can set God's 
wonderful deeds. You are here on earth to demonstrate God's wonderful deeds. If someone is looking for God, the person should, should, must look for you. Why? Because you are God. He says, you shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. The Holy Spirit is prolonging the days of Jesus Christ through you, through your life. So as long as you are messing up and thinking wrongly and all of that, you are not displaying the righteousness of God. God wants you to display his righteousness. And you must be led into it strongly to cast out foolish things and pray. Learn to pray. Learn to respond. Let, to let your responses be the responses of the Holy Spirit and the responses of the word. Someone did something to you. The Bible says that forgive. Your response must be forgive. Not, hmm. This girl. She will see. That, that is not the right. You are not displaying the righteousness of God. Your character is not becoming more like the character of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we should love. Isn't it? We are instructed to love. Look at 1 John chapter, chapter 4, verse 20. If any man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he is a liar. So there are a lot of liars in the church. As far as the scriptures are concerned, a lot of liars in the church. Because you are not displaying the character of God, which, which is love. There's nothing that is used to describe God. Only love. The Bible says, God is love. God is what? Love, love is patience. You must learn to become patient. When you realize you are not patient enough. You see, the word of God that we are sharing with you now leads you. You must allow yourself for you to be led into becoming patient. Becoming patient because your patience is a display of the character of God. Small thing now you're angry. You're a shepherd who gets angry anyhow. You're like, you're like you're mad. Small thing now, you know who I am. Who, who are you? Are you? First John 4, it's either love and not, know it, not God. For God is love. There's nothing that is used to describe God, only love. Every other thing that is said is about him. It's names that people gave to God. Jehovah Nisi is Moses who gave God that name. The Lord my banner. Hmm? All those things. The Jehovah Jai is, is a name that uh, uh, Abraham gave to God. I don't know if you get it. But this is the only thing that is used to describe God. Like pinpoint God is love. So the righteousness of God is walking in love. Displaying his character of love, his virtues of love. You see, and love is not always weak. Don't think that love is always weak. Jesus called the, the, the Pharisees hypocrites. They asked him a question, he called them hypocrites. That is love. That is the expression of God's love to them. <laughs> Letting them know what they are so that they can change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I helping you? I'm not helping you. He that hated his brother is what? It's a liar. Go back to that place. If any man, if a man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? How? It's not possible. It's not even possible. See, I walk in love. Because the Holy Ghost is inside me. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost sheds abroad the love of God in your heart. And the more you walk in love, the more you are displaying the righteousness of God. You see? Because we are set to display the virtues of God. That is a, The righteousness of God is God's ability to be wrong. Whatever situation God comes in, he brings in. I mean, if God says, this is a tree, it will become a tree. He cannot lie. And it's the same. He, wants, he says, I've empowered you to display my character. 2 Corinthians 5.21 
He was made sin who knew no sin. Jesus was made sin who knew no sin. So that you and I might be made the righteousness of God. We have now been made the righteousness of God. What does that mean? That means that now you are the one to display the character of God here on earth. Your lying does not display the character of God. Your unforgiveness does not display the character of God. Your impatience does not display the character of God. Your anger does not display the character of God. Your selfishness does not display the character of God. You can be married and you are selfish in the marriage. You only think about yourself. When you come into marriage thinking of giving, someone asks me a question. I'm lonely. I need a companion in my life. So it's so much that when I hear about relationships, then something's doing me. Because I really want to get into one. Because I need someone to take care of me, to love me. I said, you're not ready for my, you're not ready for relationship at all. Because, you see, you enter a relationship with the mindset of going to give. If you come in as a patient, and the other person comes into the relationship as a patient, you have two patients in the, in the relationship. It's not going to work. But if you enter the relationship as a doctor, and the other person enters the relationship as a doctor, when there's something wrong with you, the doctor can meet the problem. And then the other way around. That's how it is. A lot of people are entering relationships as patients. Their stomach, running stomach, that's what is bringing into their mind, into their relationship. And you want me to solve your running stomach? No. If we both have running stomach, who will help who? <laughs> Say, I display the righteousness of God. That is what you are called for. And you must be led. You see, this is strong leading. Someone can identify and say that you are a very angry person. You are, you are, I can tell that you, you can get angry. You think you're comfortable, but it's actually anger. It's pride and anger. Then they, they help you identify it. Like, you are, there's something wrong with you. You need to change it. You like begging too much. Change. Hey. Leading. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yes. You are not confident. Sometimes you, 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 the, the, your, your shepherd will identify and say that, hmm, you are not confident. There's something wrong. When, you are, when we are entering a hotel, the way you enter the hotel crash shows that you are not confident. You need to be helped. When you mentioned the hotel, the, the first day I traveled Reverend George was 2011. So when we traveled, we went to um, Indian guest house at that time, for anyone you remember. And they brought us food. So after eating the food, I took the plate, I was going to wash the plate. <laughs> oh, no, no, you see? I thought that it, 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 it was natural with me. And Reverend just said, no, 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 so how the is how? No, can you imagine? I, I was looking for the kitchen to go, whilst I was in my room, I was looking for the kitchen to go and wash the plate. Hey. Mr. I will wash the plate that home. Hey. And my father called me and said, man of God, this one, you don't do it like that here. So, you see, what he's saying is very true. It's not just guessing something from his head. It's very true. It has happened to him before. You know, so you need to be guided. You need to be guided. I know people who remove their, their, their shoes to enter a hotel. Oh, yes. They removed at the reception at the beginning. Before they entered, they removed it there. I said, oh, why? I said, oh, say so we are entering. So what will happen to your shoes? What if someone comes to take them away? Why will you go? Guidance. Say guidance. guidance. Leadership. Yes. You need to be led on a lot of sides. A lot of things. 
a lot of things. The home we have come from does not, the righteousness of God is not there at all. At all. At all. It's only hatred. Those who like you are those you like. You don't like those who hate you. But the Bible says that, listen, do good to those who hate you. Do good to what? Those who, that is the righteousness of God because God lets his rain falls on those who hate him and who love him. He does not discriminate. And we are called to, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Called to display. Look at this. Purchase special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections. This is Christianity. We are called to display the wonderful deeds, virtues and perfections of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you see? Yes. You display the virtues of God, the excellencies of God, the beauties of God. Yes. When you come on the scene, God has come on the scene. That is your, that is your, that is your life. Say, that is my life. Yes. And you must be led strongly into it to change a lot of things about you. There are people who don't respect women. Because in their home, they don't respect women. And they are born again, and that's what they are. So if you have a lady as your shepherd, it's even it's like it's a problem. It's over. It's an insult to you. How can they, this girl be giving me instructions? There's a problem. How can I submit to this person? There's a problem. You're an alpha male. You're a beta male, not an alpha male. Omega male. What are you talking about? You don't respect women. Yes. Every woman is kitchen is for women. Yes. I was counseling some people. And the guy said, oh, that's what kitchen is for. It's for ladies. I said, what are you talking I cut, I cut onions. I cut okra. I can, I can do stew. I can do soup. If push comes to shove, you'll be surprised that I'll manufacture something for us to eat. It will taste nice at the end of the day. I can drive Banku both on gas cooker and with brakes and steering wheel. I can do everything. I mean, let's flow. Yes. Why should your wife stress? Because of, because of you. That is not the righteousness of God. That is not the righteousness of God. You have all come from work. Your wife is cooking and you're sitting in the hall with the newspaper or watching TV or looking at your phone. Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, the kitchen is for ladies. What are you talking about? I thought the ladies would be happy about what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not seeing your happiness. Hallelujah. See, I display the righteousness of God. And you must be led into it. You have to be led into it strongly. Strongly, because there are a lot of perceptions you have. You see, your soul needs to be restored so that you can walk and display the virtues, the perfections, the excellencies of God. No matter how much you're struggling, you don't steal. You don't cheat. You don't lie. How is that God? Jesus did not steal when he was here. He did not cheat anybody. He did not lie to anybody. All liars are close to the devil. Because the devil is a liar. First John, John what? 8.44. You have your father, the devil. Isn't it? Look at it. John 8.44. King James. If you are lying, if you are into lying, you can easily lie. They're asking a question now. Uh, oh, it's not like that. Meanwhile, it's like that. Smart guy. Smart Very soon, you will not be able to help yourself. And your lies can put you into trouble and kill you. One guy found Saul's hell, uh, 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 crown and took it and brought it to David and came to lie. 
that he was the one he saw Saul dying and Saul asked him to kill him. And so he killed him and he took the crown and he has brought it to David. All of it was a lie. All, all was a lie. Saul killed himself. All was a lie. Just say I found the crown and I brought it to you. He thought that David had Saul as an enemy. So saying that he killed Saul will make David make him next to him. If you killed Saul, you are into killing kings. If you kill Saul, when I become king, you kill me too. Yes. David took the crown and said, are you sure you, you are the one you killed Saul? He said, hey, were you not afraid to touch the anointed? Were you not afraid to touch the anointed? Your blood be upon your head. When he turned, he said, fall on him. The Old Testament way of saying kill him is to fall on him. Finish him. That's mortal combat. Finish. Fall on him. Fell on him. Sharp. That was it. His lies killed him. I saying it. Yes. Lying does not display the. It does not. You see, lie, when you lie, you are next to the devil. You are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. He's the father of lies. So when you are lying, you should know who your father is. Or who, at that particular moment, the devil is your father. And he can do anything in your life at that particular time. Hallelujah. Yes. You can't be into lying and cheating. And that's, that's, not the, that's not the right. You must learn to display that. You have to. Lies. Wickedness. It's not the righteousness of God. Jesus was being crucified. They were killing him. He said to the Father, Father, do not put it to the account. Forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Most of the people who hurt you don't know what they are doing. Most of the people who hurt you don't know what. So you shouldn't do your face like this when you see them. Whenever you see them, forgive. Because most of them don't know what they are doing. You would think only Jesus said that. When Stephen was being stoned, he said that don't, don't lay to their charge. Yes. That is the righteousness of God. Philip, uh, 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 Stephen didn't say, Ah, I swear my father can't turn up. All of you, you die one by one. You will die one by one. I'm, I'm a man of God, I tell you. I'm of God. See, Jesus is standing right now because I'm dying. You will see. You will see. You will hear from my angels very soon. <laughs> Stephen never said that. He said, Laid not to their child. That is the righteousness of God. And that's what you are called to. You must be led strongly. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. It's for the name of the Lord's sake. Do you see? Yeah. So that his name can be seen here on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And it happens by hearing the voice. So how are you led? How are sheep led? Sheep are led by following the voice of the shepherd. You can write it in your notebook. How are sheep led? Number one, and everything by following the voice of the shepherd. John chapter 10, we're reading it, isn't it? Do you remember? If the sheep is going to survive, you must follow the voice of the shepherd. That's all. John 10. We started from verse 1. We got to verse 3. Go to verse 3, please. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Next verse. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. Why? For they know his voice. They know his voice. Next verse. 
and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So the voice of your shepherd is very important. It is the voice of your shepherd that leads you. The things the shepherd says. That is it. That's the primary way that we are led. How, how will your shepherd, by the things he's saying to you. Do it like this. Oh, no, I think you should do it like this. It will help you if you did it like this. I don't think you should move now. He's talking. I don't think you should move now. So hold on. Just hold on for some time. Just take it. If you would hear his voice, okay, you'll be led. And you will do well. You arrive at your destination. But if you cut yourself from the voice that you're supposed to be hearing, as soon as you cut yourself from the voice you're supposed to be hearing, you start that. As soon as you stop hearing from your shepherd, if your shepherd is not talking to you during the week, you are not hearing from your shepherd, you should, you should, you should not be happy. You should hear your shepherd teach the word, give some instructions. I'm not your, I'm not, don't stop looking at me. There are a lot of shepherds here. Cell meeting. The cell meeting is, is the, your shepherd will be there teaching you. When you come to church, I'm teaching you. Isn't it? Yeah. If I have the opportunity to sit with you, I'll say some things. Whatever I'm saying to you is what is going to guide you. It's what is going to lead you. If you don't ask questions, you will not be guided. If you don't open up, you will not be guided. If you are into keeping secrets, you will not be guided. Evil thrives in secrecy. If you can't come and tell us that this is what is going on, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are finishing. You must hear your, your shepherd's voice about every single thing. Yes. Secrecy. It will kill you to destroy you. Reverend John knows a lot of things about me. Because I won't, I won't keep it a secret. I'll come and say, this is what's going on. My God, do it like this, do it like this, do it like this. Then I'm, I'm, I'm helped. But you, you will not talk. You will not say anything. You are making a decision, we don't know about it. You come with the decision. You see, you come with the decision. I've decided that I'm doing this. You present your decision. So, what? You've already applied the decision. It is working for you. And you are informing us. You don't need my help. You don't need my approval. Do you see? Open up. Open up about your academics. You are struggling with your academics. A prayer can help you. Yes. Maybe a technique. Something that, something can be said. Oh, do it like this, do it like this. You realize that you have become, you have become fine. You are not opening up about your academics. You are struggling. You are struggling to balance your academic life with ministry, with a relationship, with this, with that, with this. Open up so that you can hear the voice. The voice. Say the voice of your shepherd. Yes. That's why you need to listen to messages. You need to listen to the podcast a lot. Yes. You hear the, the blessed voice. Listen, me, if I cut myself from the people I'm supposed to be listening to, I start dying. Yes. I start dying. I start feeling sick. If I cut myself, if I go off for maybe a week, I start reducing. When I hear them, when I listen to them, I, I gain energy. Yes, that's what happens to me. Literally. I'm not lying to you. Because their voice brings guidance. Guidance. Okay? The voice, you see, so there are things that you hear in the voice of your shepherd. That will help you follow your shepherd. 
So there are things to follow. Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Look at 1 Corinthians 11, 1. You are guided by following, basically. Following what? Following the voice. And as you follow the voice, you hear a lot of things. That helps to guide you and lead you in life. Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Even as I also am of Christ. Are you seeing it? Philippians 3, verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk as so as you have you have us for an example. Brethren, be followers together of me. So you need to follow. Without following the, she- the voice of the shepherd, you, what do you follow? You follow his voice. And out of following his voice, you hear a lot of things about him. And you, hear a lot of, you get a lot of guidance. I'll show you what, what, what will be happening as you, as you listen. Do you see? As you listen, you, you hear a lot of things. That's the key thing. Listening. Listening to the voice. Listening to the voice. Hallelujah. Be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5 to verse 7. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Next, verse 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the truth, the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, verse 7, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Look at verse, verse 6 once again. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. The way to follow the Lord is by following the shepherd he has put before you. You see, he didn't say you became followers of the Lord and of us. It's you became followers of us and of the Lord. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. By following me, I lead you to Christ. That's how it is. By following your shepherd, you are led to Christ. You've not, you've not seen God before. You've not seen Jesus before. It's those he has said before you, whose voice you should listen to. Because their voice is the voice of, of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If I'm saying something that's not in the Bible, don't take it. It's as simple as that. If I'm saying something and it's not scriptural, don't take it. That's what you need to do. Be like the Bereans. The Bible says that they searched to see if what Paul said was true. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Yes, they were noble. That's nobility. Do you see? These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. So you must search the scriptures to see if what we are saying is so. If it is so, don't argue with it. Take it. No argument in your mind. Oh, it's not true. It's, it's, that is how it is. I just said that lying makes you a father, the double your father. And I showed you a scripture to it. It's not true. It's true. I showed that lying can lead you to death. And I, I showed you a scripture to it. God hates it. Small, small lies. It is five. You say it's three. And you are lying to your shepherds. You are lying. How can you lie? Why are you lying to me? What will you gain in lying to me? What? Why are you trying to look good before me? I meet you. I'm asking you a question. You are lying. I'm trying to help you. What? What can I do to you? And the nurses have lied. And they died. That's New Testament, clear New Testament example. And the and Safi, they lied about the money they were giving. They were bringing their seed and they lied that this is all the seed. They sold their property. They sold it for $300,000 and they brought $150,000. Smart guys. The Lord said, the, 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 the apostles asked, ah, is this all the money? It's your own, it's your own property. Your own property. 
Can't you say that, oh, we sold 300,000, but then we took 150,000 because we need to sort some one or two things out. They wanted to look like Barnabas. You see, because Barnabas had given all. And he had been healed and called the son of consolation. So they wanted to be healed and called something in the house of God. The couple of consolation. And they ended up dying. <laughs> they ended up dying. For lying. He says, you have not lied unto men, but you have lied unto the Holy Ghost. Yes, but Peter said, why has Satan filled thine heart? Lies is from, the, is from Satan. It's not right. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? To lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back, back part of the price of the land. Yes. Next verse. You have not lied. What's remain? Was it not yours? Hmm? You have, lied unto, you have not lied unto men, but unto God. Look at the last portion. Thou hast not lied. Verse 4, please. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. You'll be telling lies, ah, there's a day you tell a lie, and you have lied to God, and God says, it's finished. It's finished. Come home. <laughs> Your cup is full, it's finished. Yes. And last week, I spoke, I, spoke, I spoke to you about it. You don't know when the Lord will say, it's finished. You must have the fear of God in your life. You are fooling around. You don't know when the Lord will say, okay, I've corrected you, I am not minding. This is it. Yes. Follow me. Hmm? As I follow Christ. You became followers of us and of the Lord. Yes. I will never know the Lord without those that God has given to me to follow. Yes. It is, it is their messages, their teachings, their talking, their life. Their books, their rebukes, all of those things that makes me know the Lord. Yes. Even how I relate with the Lord is based on how they relate with the Lord. It's the truth. How I relate with the Lord. How, to, how I relate with my wife is based on how they relate with their wives. It's the truth. So follow me. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now, what do you follow? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. Look at Paul. Paul says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine. My manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Have you seen it? Now, the first thing you follow as you hear the voice is the doctrine. But that was really known my doctrine. And you need, you need correct doctrine. I was listening to someone who was making the name of Jesus look like nothing. Like the, the name of Jesus is nothing. It, it, this, is a, this is a church service. He's teaching, okay? And he's talking about prayer and praying in certain ways and trying to water down the power of the name of Jesus. How can you pray without the name of Jesus? It's not possible. So there's wrong doctrine around. You can't be in this church and be here and not, not know our doctrine. When someone comes and says that Jesus was a black man, well, how, how, how does it matter? If it was a black man or was a white man or was a yellow man, how does it matter? Would the blackness make his death any more different than it is now? Does that matter? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. That you, 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 as you listen to the voice, you start learning the doctrine. You start getting to know the doctrine. The teaching. Doctrine means teaching. You start knowing the teaching. Do you see how the teaching is? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Hallelujah. For instance, there are those who pray through, the, through they say, um, Adumninti. After they've prayed, they'll say, God, this is this. They'll say, Adumninti, by the grace. Listen, we don't pray by the grace or through the grace of God. That's not what the Bible said. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. That is, that is how we make requests. For instance, there are some things you shouldn't pray about. Father, give me love. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He's not going to give it to you. If there's anything, tell the Holy, Holy Spirit, shed more of your love abroad in my heart. Shed your love abroad in my heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your love may abound yet more and more. Your love needs to abound yet more. But that's what you need to request for. You see, if, if, if you are not listening, you realize that you are, you are being misguided. Lord, make me holy. It used to be a major prayer topic. Major prayer talking. Make me holy, Lord. Ah, ah, ah. It's not happening. Because, you see, you were made holy through your new birth. What is holiness? Holiness is uncommonness. You see? Holiness, the prayer, when the presence of God is in your life, it makes, that's holiness. God is holiness. And his presence in or upon something is what makes that thing holy. Bowls and spoons were made holy in the Old Testament. Why? Because they were in the presence of God. The presence of God was, they were separated from the Lord. They were uncommon. Chairs were made holy. So, you see, holiness has nothing to do with sin. It has everything to do with having the presence of God in your life. And being conscious of the fact that God is in me, therefore I am set apart. I am holy. I am uncommon. I don't do what other people do. Why? Because I am for God. I am for God. We are fornicating. I will not fornicate. Why? The Holy Ghost, he says, I will live in them. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? It is the cure to foolishness. If you get to know that your body, this is your body. If you know that this body of yours is the same body you'll be living in in the, in the New Jerusalem, you, you, you will stop fooling around. This body here, this body. Jesus is in heaven with the body he was born with. Same body. The tomb is empty. Because the body that was put in the tomb is what he came back into. And it's in heaven with. It is glorified. So this body that you have is what will be glorified on that day. That is why it says fornication is the only thing that affects your body. You are fooling. You are affecting this body in the in the in the. He says, don't you know that your body, not your spirit, your spirit is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is understood. But then your body is also the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you understand that the Holy Ghost is inside your body, you will not treat it anyhow. You will not take it anywhere. And let anybody hold some things. It's for the Holy Ghost. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Teaching. Doctrine. Christ is in you. You should know that. that you will not pray about something because you know, you know that, that doctrine. We have an identity in Christ. Yes. If you don't listen, you will not. That's the first thing. So by hearing the voice, you, you get to hear, know the doctrine and you get to follow the doctrine. And you get to live. It, it starts affecting your manner of life. So that, that's the next verse. It's the manner, manner of life. These are the things you follow. When we say follow, 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 what are you saying you should follow? Manner of life. How will you know how much? You see, I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm saying a lot of things about my life. No, God hates nonsense. To be honest with you. No, listen. Listen. Let's, let's be honest. Don't take God for a ride. Okay? If you go to Adeboe's church, they preach on holiness a lot. Separation unto God. They preach it. A, oh, it's not true. They preach it a lot. Do you know how prosperous they are? All churches who don't have, who everybody's doing what, they, they don't prosper. So if you don't want to prosper, then continue fooling. 
If you don't want to do well, you, you see, you, you are stumbling between, between two opinions. Your leg is in, in God, your other leg is in, is in the world. It's not going to work. It doesn't work like that. Too. You need to put both legs in God for things to work for you. That's how it is. That is how it is. You can't, you fool enough, change. <laughs> it's so important. I don't want us to have a church where it's like you're, everybody's struggling. You are struggling. Why? Because you are praying to God. But you are not doing what, to, what you need to do to receive answers to your prayer. All you are doing is in opposition, in opposition to what you prayed about. He hates the prosperity of fools. Yes. You can't, you can't be a fool. You can't, you can't be into all kinds of things and expect to prosper. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay? You don't say I'm young, so uh, you only live once. Stop that madness. It's not, it's not correct. Manner of life. As you hear, you start hearing their manner. You start hearing that, oh, they've been praying. They pray. Yes. And you can follow prayer. I don't know if you get it. If you're not hearing their voice, you cannot know that they pray. You would think that they are just there. They are not just there. I'm not just there. I pray. Be there. You be there. I pray. I'm going to pray on Tuesday. Going to pray for a long time. Yes. I read my Bible. Hmm? If you are not here, you never know their manner of life. You never know. And as you hear, if you get the opportunity to be close to them, you will see it for yourself. Reverend George always go for a morning walk. Morning walks. He's going for a walk in the morning. What is he going? He's meditating as he's going, as he's going and praying. He prays more effectively when he's walking. Yes. He's walking and praying. How do I know? I've heard him say it. I've seen him do it. All the times I visited that I spend the night. In the morning, he's going for a walk. When I wake up, he's gone. I said, can I also go with you? So he went with me twice or thrice. Yes. As we are going, he's, that's how he prays. So I know that every morning he's praying. What do you do in the morning? One of the greatest lessons I learned is being alone. What to do when you're alone. What to do when you're alone. Because when you're alone, because of the blessings that comes with being alone, the devil fights you the most when you're alone. It's when you're alone in your room. You're just lying down. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Then you take your phone. W.W. Dot. And then you are spoiling your life. Meanwhile, Jacob, Jacob encountered God and encountered the power of God when he was alone. He says, when I called your father Abraham, I called him alone. It's an alone, when you're alone, it's an opportunity for you to become more spiritual. Moses was on the mountain alone. I heard some of these people talking. I heard uh, 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 Pastor Chris talk. He said, when they got to Lagos. This is all I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm getting all these things. When they came to Lagos to come and start church, God told him, go to Lagos. And he said, oh, but there are a lot of people in Lagos. I don't need to go to Lagos. God said, go. So he got there. When he got there, they had a small group in a place called Surilere. All their people were there. And they needed to, they wanted to start the church there. But God told him he shouldn't start there. But he didn't know where to start. So he went to pray. He went somewhere to go and pray alone. Do you see? And he went to spend about some two, three days. As he was there alone, he said he was lying on the bed one of the days as he was praying. He said, well, you're alone, you're praying, you're not doing something else. You are not, do- you are not chatting with a boy. You're not chatting with a girl. 
You are not on Facebook, on Twitter, looking at all kinds of things. You are distracted. You can't hear God talk to you. Because when you are alone, you are doing something, you are engaged. You are actually not alone. There are a lot of things that are engaging. You are chatting with a friend, laughing. You are alone. You are, you are about to sleep, and then you are chatting with a friend. Hey, this, did you see this? Did you see that? All the time. There's never a time that you are alone that God can speak to. God spoke to Samuel when he was alone, sleeping in front of the Ark of Covenant. That's how it works. When you're alone, it's an opportunity for God for you to encounter the power of God, not to fool around. He said he was lying on the bed. As I was lying on the bed, a wind, the bed, he said where he was sleeping, there was no window by the bed. No air could, no wind could come from the wall. A wind blew from the wall, from inside the wall. And God spoke to him, go to Ikeja. Go to Ikeja. You know the distance between Sri Lanka and Ikeja? They can't come. It's like Kaswa to this place. Or father. They went to Ikeja to go and start a church. Fresh. Today, the whole world has gone to Ikeja. The whole world. They have properties in Ikeja. Plenty of properties in Ikeja. They're very big. Why? When he was alone. You see, that is something you could have missed. How many things have you missed? How many things? How many things have you missed? It's a question you should be asking yourself. How many things have you missed? Because when you were alone, you were doing so, you were engaging in something else. When you were alone, yeah, it's called manner of life. As you hear, you hear it. What, what we do when we are alone? We pray, we talk to the Lord. Yes. I've heard Bishop Dark say, I don't sleep with, I don't, I don't let anybody sleep in, in my room. Apart from my wife. Like if I travel, let's say we've traveled to America and then we are, we are getting bedding and then another gentleman is sleeping. No, I don't have that. So that I can hear from God. That's what he said. So that I can hear from God. So that I can hear from God. I heard the story being told about another person that Prophet Kaka was talk, talking about. He said they went for a meeting. They prayed the whole day. Everybody was tired. They all came to the room around 11 p.m. And they slept. He said when he woke up at one to go for water downstairs, when he went, Bishop Dag was downstairs praying. If, how can you hear such a thing and be? You, you want to also go where God wants to want to, and you are sleeping. Realize that sleep will leave you. These are the things that it's, when you hear it, it's, it's just jolts of energy. That's what I'm saying. You blessed voice as you hear. It just, man, I'm sleeping too much. Man, I'm not praying much. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I see what I'm talking about. Yes. Bishop Oedipo said, I took my Bible and went to on a search to see the secrets of Ezekiel. He said he went to read the whole book of Ezekiel for three days, learning, trying to find out the secrets of Ezekiel. Have you ever read Ezekiel from... You've never read it. When you hear something like that, you want to read it. You want to go to search of the, of the blessedness. I mean, your, your spiritual test will never come if you are not hearing. I don't know if you get it. Yes. What you hear is what you become. If you are hearing foolish things, you are becoming foolish. Then number one cure to your foolishness is by changing what you are hearing. Yes, yes, the songs. You are listening. I don't, I don't listen to certain songs, so, to be honest with you. My son doesn't know any other song apart from songs, spiritual songs, Christian songs. Because it does nothing else place in my home. Those who, those who have been with me before, it's been in my house before. There's, there's nothing, nothing else placed in my house. It's either a message is playing or a Christian song is playing. I mean, we don't have any, I don't have anything that every now and then I'm listening to who, Aunt Kelly? 
Who? Chris Brown. What are they? Who? Joe Boy. Sorry? Stone Boy. I don't know what Stone Boy says. I don't know what Shatawale says. I don't know what Sakodia says. Like a Christian, Sakodia is your main because he sang one Christian song. So it's like, it's now your. your don't, don't, don't. You are spoiling your life. Do you understand? What you are hearing is spoiling you. They keep mentioning names. Every song is a name. Linda. It's either it's Linda or Gina or it's Lucy. Abina. Ya, yata. Ya, ya. Ya, ya. Boom. Ya, ya. Boom. Ya, ya. Boom. Semihua. Boom. Semihua. Boom. Semihua. Namakuma. Boom. Namakuma. Boom. Hey, you're mad. You're mad. We went to eat somewhere. Myself and some of the council we went to eat somewhere. And we're sitting in a certain song. What's this? Minyawa. Minyawa. Something. What if you get me to become Bunso? What is that? How is that helping you? I don't know. Like, you are spoiling your life. Yet you say you want to make it through the Lord. Yet what you are listening to is not correct. It's hampering your growth, it's blocking you. You are praying Tuesday morning when you finish eight o'clock na abaya boom da ya ya boom my heart boom mehua boom that is that you do that throughout the day. What are the new songs around? Tell me one, let me sing it for you. This guy, uh, this this young guy, um Kiddy. Kiddy has a song, eh? Touch it, uh uh-huh. touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it. Yes, touch what? Touch what? Touch what? Instead of listening to Nathaniel Bassi, Adonai, you are doing touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it every time. We just finished praying from five to eight. Then you put, you plug your earphones in your ears. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch it. Till 5 p.m. You are touching it. Hey, your journey is far. Long distance. Isaiah 51 verse 2. Look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah, that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. You need, you need to be alone to hear God's voice. You need to. Moses was alone on the mountain when the Lord called him. He was alone. What do you do when you're alone? Yes, your wife is lying by you. You are watching pornography. What is wrong with you? A lot of my friend, a lot of husbands are doing that. Many husbands. Many husbands. Follow manner of life. Eh? You will hear it. You will hear fasting. Like, hey, the guy is fasting. Oh. I mean, I need to fast. The guy is patient. Oh. You will see, you will hear it, and then you will see it if you get the opportunity to be with them. You will see it. That's, those are the things you follow. You follow manner of life, doctrine, manner of life, purpose. Purpose. What is the person's there for? As you hear the voice, you hear the sheep, the shepherd's voice, lets you know what he exists for. Yes. Purpose. Clear. I exist for the Lord. Nothing else. Yes. Nothing else. I don't exist for any other thing. I exist for the Lord. Purpose clear. My purpose is to make the Lord known. To make, to know him and to make him known. That's all. My purpose is to, to, to dispense Christ with love. That's all. That's my, that's my purpose. 
Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Make, knowing him and making him known. That's it. It's not money. It's not any of those things. You get to know purpose. Your, your, your life starts changing. Your mind starts changing. You begin to see what is most important in life and what is not important in life. Just by following, just by listening, the voice. It's so important. Faith. You hear some of the faith exploits of some of these people. The things they have done by the power of the Holy Ghost through believing in the word of God. Long suffering. You will see some of the things that they are suffering and yet they are okay. They are suffering some things. They are men of God. Who, no child. They are there. Yes and yes and yes. They are there. I was surprised when I heard about, I heard some men of God and how, I was talking to a senior man of God, a senior bishop, and I mentioned some things. And I said, oh, there are some men of God who, this one to, to was 12 years, this one 15 years, this one 18 years. This one, he was mentioning a lot of people. And I was like, eh. He said, oh, Charlie. Yes, nobody left their wife and said, I'm using the Ashanti Bible now. So you didn't work. Such nonsense. If your wife's not giving birth, go and give birth somewhere. It's from the Ashanti Bible. You're not using King James anymore. You're now using Ashanti. <laughs> nonsense. I said nonsense. nonsense. Stay with your wife, stay with your husband. Find a way out. Well, what is, I don't know what's happening. I have a long suffering. Is it not about lost two of his children? Two. As I was thinking about this one, the Lord brought that long suffering. Two of his children, beautiful girls, lost dead. In one day, he lost his secretary, lost his driver, lost all those people in one day. And he preached on that day. He's not cursed the Lord. You, you're asking for God to give you promotion at work. It has not come. You're asking God for phone. It has not happened in the last six months. So you are reconsidering your faith in Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something wrong with you. Oh, there's something wrong with you. People have lost children following the Lord. They are still following the Lord. People have lost their lives following the Lord. That's faith. In 2015, or one of those things, some 12 guys were beheaded by ISIS. It was in Libya, eh? And one of them was a Ghanaian. One of them was a Ghanaian. For being a Christian. Yes. For preaching the gospel. Yeah. That's what we are talking about. Not your phone, the screen has cracked. You are praying that God will repair it. Fine, give you someone to re <laughs> repair the screen. It's not happening. So your faith is shaking. You bore. I've suffered. Lord, I've suffered enough. <laughs> Michael, Michael, slap you. Heaven will be very interesting. Huh? Yes, you'll be saying, oh, the distance from this place to my, my house was too far, so I couldn't go to church. Jesus was walking 200 kilometers. Paul was walking 200 kilometers for a service, for services. Do you know 200 kilometers? John Wesley rode for many years on a horse to get to many places to preach the gospel, to have services. Yes, his, physically, his, his legs physically became bold. bold he became bold-legged because of the length of hours he was riding on a horse. You are moving from Legon to this place, from Agoba to this place, from small desert to go on your legs, so you say you will not come. What are you suffering? Yes, as you hear, you, you see that, Charlie? Yeah, I'm joking. Heaven will be very interesting. When we go to heaven, they are talking. You can't talk. Yes. You can't say something. Yes. People came to this country to come, to come and preach here. And they came with coffins as their luggages. Their luggage, their ecolac. 
or their <laughs> their suitcase was a luggage, was a was a coffin, because they knew they were coming to die. Small boys and girls, but they came anyways, so that the gospel can get to this place for it for you to have it. Yes. What have you said? Hallelujah. All these things are there. Faith, love. You follow, you hear their love. Their love for the Lord, their love for humanity, their love for the children of God. You hear it as you listen. Their patience. You hear their patience. Yes. Wow. So allow yourself to be led into all these things and you will grow. You will grow. You will learn about the persecutions, the afflictions. You learn about everything. And you become a better Christian. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.